Welcome back. You are listening to episode 32 of the Water and Stone podcast. I'm Jenny Randolph. And I am Dieter Randolph. And uh, it's time to gather round. Gather round. It is. It's that. It's it's once again that time. Did I sound I, like passive aggressive you're enough a about this? Like, listen, it's listen. time to get. Can can you? Would you mind gathering around, please? Please. That's one the kind more of I'm, that's the kind of day I've had where I just that's that's where I'm at right now. And I'm so excited to have this time to hang out with you, Jenny. It's been there's been so much going on, and a lot of it is stuff that that obviously we know about, and people who listen to the podcast know about because we're doing water and stone and getting ready for the August 27th service. So don't want to, you know, belabor that, but I have been moving so fast and everybody in this house and our extended family of choice, everybody's been moving so fast that I am just so happy to be sitting on this orange couch with you right now and uh, and just being in this moment. This, yeah. This is an oasis it's for a nice, me. Nice little, nice little time that we can share and just talk about stuff and, and connect on another level, you know, because it... The, nowadays, when I meet you, it's it's more like we're it's a business meeting. It's like, all right, you know. <laughs> you know what I've been what thinking about? You... Remember the cartoon, the the old Warner Brothers cartoon, where it's the uh, the the sheepdog and the um, the wolf. Oh, man. Yes, thank yeah, you. Like Jeez the dog, Louise. Like the yeah. wolf. Dog. Yeah. Yeah, bread and butter. They're they're they punch in and all that. Morning Sam, that whole uh-huh, thing. Morning Sam. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's so awesome. I'm so excited. It's such a big deal. Dream come true. The whole thing, I I am just so delighted. But right now, this is my whole world. Just this couch, I can pretend like the floor is lava, and and all of that. It's pretty great. And, you know, I got to say that I've been to churches where uh, you know a lot of times when Sunday service starts, they play whatever the intro music is, and then the preacher gets up and says a few words. You know, welcome, you're here, not by accident, but divine appointment. They always say that that kind of thing. I've been to churches where the preacher will get up and go. Now, I want you to think of this as your self-care and, you know, that kind of thing. And you know what? There's some truth there, but it's also pretty darn corny. And it's just like, I, I don't have cucumber slices on my eyes right now. You know what I mean? But right now, I can hear that phrase and go, you know what? As goofy and silly and not me as that sounds, this podcast has become part of my self-care. And so I have this little hope that people listening have some measure of, Oh wow, those weirdos are back, and I can listen to them kind of talk about spiritual things and also things they bought and are watching on television or whatever. So welcome aboard. Take a deep breath. If you're driving, please don't put any cucumbers on your eyes. So what has been going on, you know, for you this week? Is it has it been? Is there anything that you're that that you're kind of focusing on? Because I have a couple of things that I'm like trying to focus on and get over but do you, you know do you have anything that you're well like i said main thing church stuff but as a subset of that because i'm getting ready for august 27th in the back of my head is that training sequence from rocky 4 where sylvester stallone is in russia and he's like chopping wood and then they cut to drago the bad guy well. oh yeah and he's in a lab and they're putting steroids in him and he's running around a track punching the thing keep running around whatever and cut to sylvester stallone growing a beard yelling in the at the clouds or so, whatever so which one are you are you are i'm you, probably are you running around in the snow yeah that's more <laughs> me i had a beard going i shaved it off this morning because it was time but anyway for me there is a little bit of the good kind of pressure i i'm happy about it it's, it's exciting you know that kind of pressure you know what i mean to Try and be my best for August 27th and moving forward in that. And so little, lots of little things I'm being a little bit better about. I have certain things that I do every day. Like I have a to-do list with reminders that pop up. And so every day it says read something. So I read a couple of chapters of, of an important book like right now. I'm finishing up Spiritual Economics by Eric Butterworth, for example. And another one, I, I have a bunch of these. But it says read something, write something, spend some time in the silence, you know, these kinds of things. And I'm usually pretty good, but sometimes life happens and I don't always do all those things every day. I'm a human being, but I have been better about it lately. And one of the other things that I have been better about is I've been trying to get my physical body in order, so to speak, you know. And so one of the things I found, I I don't know if you know that I've been doing this because it's kind of silly and I don't do it when you're around, is I've been on a a 30-day plank challenge and that has nothing to do with piracy. It has to do with you. Chicken planks. 
my yeah, friend. Delicious. No, long it's John Silver. I've been hanging out at Long John Silver. Is there even such a thing? <laughs> no, as I don't long, think so. Yeah, just drinking malt vinegar and eating chicken planks. But anyway, that's why you're not telling me. Yeah, it's I the equivalent see. of like finding a blonde hair. Right. On your you find little, those I little find crunchies little. in my pocket. <laughs> Have you been with with uh, LJS again? Um, anyway, no, not that. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, but I was right there with it. You were. I knew what chicken planks are. But anyway, um, no, I I wanted to do that. That sounded like a good exercise. I'm excited about it, and I also thought it would be easy. And um, oh. The truth comes out. And, but I, everywhere I looked for like 30 day plank challenge, whatever, they want you to download an app on your phone. I'm not interested in that. I try to keep my phone pretty bare bones. And, uh, so finally I found in a women's magazine that on their website, they had a 30 day and start with a certain amount of time. And every day you add a few. And so like right now I'm up to planking for two and a half minutes, which seems like nothing. And in fact, when I looked at it almost 30 days ago now, it seemed like nothing. And the first few were like 15 seconds, no big deal. Whatever, a minute. Nah, not too bad. Two and a half minutes is intolerable. I can do it, and I've actually been at two and a half minutes for a couple of days now. I'm going to stay there for a little bit until I really feel... The goal is three minutes. That's what you're I supposed to I think I've caught to. you like out of breath, and you're like... <sighs> and I'm like, what is he doing? So that explains a lot. I get it now. Yeah, planking. Well, as as usual, I think we're we're same but different. Um, because I've been, partner. yeah, but I've been trying to, I, I would like to lose a couple of pounds. I really, I really would. And when I say lose it, you know, it always reminds me, somebody said a long time ago, um, you know, I remember them saying, well, you don't want to lose weight because you don't want to find it again. Oh, I like that. So, you know, talking about, well, I want to release weight, but if you go around saying, I want to release weight. <laughs> it just sounds. It sounds goofy, like you're. Right? It's a coy way of wondering like, uh, yeah. where the restroom is. Or I know, something. right? It's, it's not, like no. It's gross. It like, gets... do, you, do you have a room where I can release some weight? No, that like, sounds no, that's bad. That's anatomical awful. and weird, and that's so. Not I just good sort either. of have to say to myself. I remind myself that you know, okay, you know, I. But I'd like to. I'd like to drop ten to fifteen, and you know, it doesn't seem like a big number, but then you get to the point, and you're you're the scale doesn't budge, and you're kind of looking around you're like oh it it feels it feels very big it feels like a lot it feels like a lot so so i'm in the process of doing it but um and it's not really to to quote unquote look better it really is because i we have a lot to do and i just want to feel my best i i want to i literally want to be at my fighting weight yeah and you know, that's how to, i feel I, and i'm kind of i'm kinda, you know when you said the rocky montage it kind of clicked with me cuz i was like no i really i really want to get there so you know i'm i'm trying i'm not snacking no dessert foods and that's really hard around you you are t- terrible influence when it comes to that you this afternoon you were like hey you want some the, some chocolate medallions and I'm like no I don't want any chocolate medallions and you looked at me as though I had kicked your dog like you're not going to share this with me because you know what I, I had a chocolate medallion I know you did I know you did but but I I have a will of iron and so I'm in the process this of I doing know. that and my goal kind of is my birthday's in November mm-hmm. and I'd like to lose the 15 pounds or close to that. It doesn't have to be exactly fit, but close to that, between ten and fifteen, by my birthday in November. That's kinda that's kinda my goal right now. And so, um everybody just hold that vision with me and the <laughs> next time, you know, ask me how I'm doing and and uh well, all that I, good stuff. I admire... it's it's time. It needs to happen. I, I feel it needs to happen. Well, I, I like you just as you are. But well, you I, have to say that. No, right? I, 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 I think that I think that it's really cool that you're a numbers person because I'm not. So the number fifteen, ten, or whatever doesn't do anything for me. I just that doesn't feel meaningful for me. It's just about are you using your body every day? You know, because I spend a lot of time sitting in front of a computer. You know, and so it's you know. Is it the case that your body is just this weird machine that carries your thoughts around, or do you have a better relationship with your physicality? And so that's what I'm working on. And mostly, like, once again, I know I keep going back to it, this church thing, water and stone, is so much bigger than I am. And this mission and these ideas, and I'm so passionate about this this big, huge thing. I really think this is a part of how we can make a difference in the world. And as corny as all of that is, it's how I feel about it. I mean this. 
And so there's this thing that's so much bigger than me that I want to be the best vessel I can. And so it's not like I'm going to be up on stage, you know, greased up like a Mr. Universe. But it's about the idea that I want to be the best I can be to, to try and measure up in some small way to this challenge. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think, I think we're both on the same page where we want to get our physical, you know, stuff in order. We want to get our spiritual stuff in order. We want to get our you know, our brains working at full capacity. Again, that comes with the reading something every day, writing something every day, sitting in the silence every day, exercising every day, really getting, you know, the best version of us that we possibly can. I love the idea of that training montage. For me, it would be like, okay, here he is holding perfectly still, staring at his phone, willing the stopwatch to get to two and a half minutes. Here he is reading a book. I know, know? right? It's like not, yeah, it's not exciting stuff, but... Um, I think it's, I think it's something I have to do when it feels right. It feels like you're coming into something new and you know, it, we're, we're in back to school oh, right believe now. Oh, me, I know. I'm and so excited almost, about that. It almost feels like, you know, when you go to the back to school and you're filling your backpack with new pencils and paper and trapper keepers and everything like that. That's what this feels like to me. It's like, okay, no, I think this that's is right. something that's, and that the is on the, the head. feeling yeah. for me. So right there. So maybe... Maybe we'll go get backpacks and fill them with like, I don't know, what? Oh, I, I got to tell you, I am right there because, and I have always been that way. I think like a lot of kids, it was all about the equipment and the accoutrement. Oh, I and love it, that. I still love back to school. Well, and the smell of the crayon box and the mm-hmm. whole thing. And yeah, I would, I remember just about every year getting the new gear and being so excited about it, and you get through like three quarters of the first day of school, and you're like, oh, wait, I don't like this, but I got cool gear. You know, it was that kind of a, that kind of a vibe. So as we move to the dig in portion of the podcast, I want to continue sort of the, the idea of supplies and um things that we carry with us and i know you have a story about this you've been dying to talk well about i have i have many stories about this because even though i'm an idealist which has nothing to do with optimism even though it sounds like that it has to do with the the concept that ideas come first it's not about the stuff you have it's about what you have on the inside the whole thing we talk yeah. about this all the time over well, and idealism over and over is again. different than optimism yeah. optimism is you seeing everything with rose-colored glasses right. and you're all happy all the time but idealism is, it is very different. Idealists just believe that the way you think influences your world. That's where, you know, mind is primary and causative. That's the idealist statement. So there are some fairly gloomy idealists. It doesn't mean you're an optimist. I happen to be something of an optimist, but that's a separate issue. Anyway, as somebody who believes that it's what's going on on the inside, not what you have on the outside, I have to embrace a certain cognitive dissonance, a certain amount of hypocrisy, because I also really, really like toys. I can't help it. And inevitably, you know, and I've been doing this since I was a kid, it'll be like I'll watch a movie and I'll go, ooh, I want to have my hair cut like that so that I can be like that person when I was a little kid. But even When you were a little kid? I I was going to say, no, I think that has always been the case with you. Anyway, um... I remember that uh, a week ago, we, I know so so long ago, I remember that we watched the uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty movie, the, not the uh, old one, the, the remake with, uh, with uh, Ben Stiller in it, Zoolander. And uh, it's a great movie. We watched it at the youth retreat that we were at last week. And uh, really uplifting, really sweet. We talked about it a little bit, didn't we, in the last episode? I think we did. Okay. Well, mentioned it. if you're the kind of person that listens to this podcast, you've probably seen the movie or at least you're aware of it. But there's this part in the movie where the protagonist, Walter Mitty, kind of loses everything, has to start over. He ends up on a, on a, a fishing vessel and they give him clothes to wear because he's been in the ocean in a business suit. They give him clothes to wear, they take his briefcase, and they give him this little sailor's bag, a ditty bag. Cut to, a few scenes later, stuff happens, and he ends up skateboarding down the side of a volcano, basically, through these mountain roads. 
And uh, he's wearing the ditty bag, cool sweater, cool pants, the whole thing. And you fell in love. Yeah, most people were thinking about the, oh, wow, this is a statement of liberation and freedom. And skateboarding is a great symbol of that because he's moving under the power of the universe. You know, gravity is pulling him down this hill. And he's having fun. He's smiling, basically, for the first time in the movie. This is who he is. He's embracing parts of his past, but going forward into an uncertain future that he's excited about. It's a great symbol of what the movie is. This is a turning point for the character in the movie. Now, I was having those thoughts too but i was also on my phone trying to figure out where i could get that bag i have to admit and it's not that i thought that owning that bag would would make me a free spirit any more or less than i am already but there's something really neat about the you know i i this represents something to me and i think that's the line and i think we need to talk a little bit about why do you have the things you have yeah, I, I would say we all have totems. We all have things that we identify with that, you know, we look at and say, wow, that's, that's, that's really me. That's, a, that's an outward sign of, of who I am, and I'm going to show that to the world. And we've all seen the cars that have a bajillion bumper stickers on the back, and mm-hmm. it's really funny because it's a kind of a, our family thing, Um when we ever we drive up on somebody like that, he's like, "Wow, this person feels ways about stuff." Yeah, that's you know, the- and it's like it's kind of a kind of a running joke with us. But you know, to let the world know that you feel ways about stuff, carrying it on your sleeve, exactly. And, Sometimes and, quite literally. Yeah, you know? and I think we all do it, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I really don't. Um, I do think there's a line, and I do think that there are some folks out there that cross that line into the physical thing becoming who they are and, and a genuine part of their identity where if it was lost or if it was broken or some, something of that nature, um, it would really hurt them. It would really make them feel bad. Well, there's so. a reversal that can happen. And let, let me stop and say, I found the bag. I bought the bag. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen the bag. It's a thing. I spent too much money on the bag, but we won't even go into that. But it's cool bag. But it doesn't make me an adventurer. No, you have to do that on your own. Yeah, and so that's the thing. There's this reversal that can happen, and it is exactly the same reversal that is in the Bible. You know, the idea is, um, you've seen the movie The Ten Commandments. If not, go see the movie The Ten Commandments. But Moses goes away for a little while, he comes back, and the children of Israel, who have seen miracles, this is already after they've walked through the Red Sea, the whole thing, they've seen amazing stuff, They have every reason to believe that Moses is on the up and up, that God is on the up and up, that everything's cool, the whole thing. And as soon as Moses is gone for 15 minutes, it seems like, they build a golden calf and immediately start worshiping it. And that's the moment. You know, Moses comes back down after a while. He smashes the tablets that he's got because he's, you know, you, and he basically says, to paraphrase scripture, you guys made this thing, and now you're turning around and worshiping it. Don't you see how dumb that is all by itself, even without all of this God stuff that's going on? I mean, even without that, there's a there's a level of silliness there, and that's the reversal. It's okay to have a, you know, if you're really into getting a fedora just like Indiana Jones, it's a cool hat. But man, oh man, it doesn't make you an archaeologist or even cool. You know, it's one of those things. Um, it's really easy to get caught up in the accoutrement. I think so. I, I, you know, but, but I like that there are things that when the kids are Christmas shopping or birthday shopping for me, they're like, oh, that's, that's mom. You know, that's, that's, that's who she is. And they, and I think it is a version of yourself that people can kind of identify with. You know, it's, it. it to me, it's kind of like when you're meeting somebody for the first time and you can kind of figure them out and you uh-huh. don't know everything about them, but you can see by the way that they carry themselves, by the way that they talk, you know. By the what, shoes they wear. By the shoes they wear and, and, and everything. You can kind of exactly tell where they're coming from. And I think that helps you meet them where they are so that you can get to know that person beyond the physical stuff. I think it's no different 
than when you feel attraction to somebody. When you think somebody is cute or beautiful or handsome, you know, it's it's kind of an icebreaker. Right. So I think the physical stuff that we kind of carry and allow to define us to the outside world, I think it does matter a little bit and I think I think it does help people kind of get a edge on who you are where you're coming from so i don't mind it so much well so here's the thing it's not about what's on the outside it's about what's on the inside but you can't see what's on the inside at first nobody walks up to somebody at a bar and goes wow she looks like she reads a lot of books i mean that's that's not a thing you want somebody that reads a lot of books probably but you can't start there well that's why in movies they have the you know they have the tropes Movies and movies and books have tropes for a reason. It's because there an intellectual wears glasses, or a bimbo is going to have a short skirt and high heels. Right. No or, matter what else he has, you know going the on. cop is the you know the cop. <laughs> nice. See, <laughs> you know, I'm just on a train of thought, and then you're right there. But anyway, um, but no, the hard the hard military guy is going to be you know have the crew cut and, and the, pieces and, of you that know, there's, are their characters. So pieces right. of that are true. But here's the thing: so if it's about what you have on the inside, first of all, ask yourself: is what you have going on on the outside a good manifestation, a good example of what you have going on on the inside? Does it match? Does your outside match your inside? Because if it doesn't, something needs to change. One of the ways you can change that is pay attention to the stuff you buy, the stuff you wear, the sign you carry. Pay attention to it. Can it help you think differently? It can't make you think differently, right? It mm-hmm. can help you. Is it a guidepost? Is it a reminder? There are people that get a bracelet, like one of those Lance Armstrong style bracelets, or even just a rubber band. And what they do is every time they complain, they switch to the other arm. Or they snap the bracelet. Ooh, that's a little much. But some people do that to remind themselves. It's a reminder, but it doesn't make you a compassionate person, for example. It helps you. It's a reminder of something. In the same way that that I have tattoos on my arm. I have three tattoos, one for... Jenny, one for Miles, and one for Raina. They don't make me a good husband or a good dad, but I see them and it reminds me of something. So here's the thing. The question is, does it help you to think or does it keep you from thinking? Because there are also lots and lots and lots of people that buy especially religious stuff. You know, I went to the metaphysical bookstore. I got 27 crystals, five bracelets, and a special hat. And now I don't have to think about it. They're going to make me spiritual, right? So that's the question. Does it help you think or are you doing it to keep from thinking? Well, if we were different kind of people, man, we could be making so much money. <laughs> Honestly, because you, you're... you I'd be selling my own line of adventurer bags. And, right? No, know. but but really. But really, I think that you... Well, first of all, I think it's horrible that when people sell you special stuff to, you know, to try and sort of prey on that side of people and and I think it's I think it's really really horrible to um sell something to somebody who's afraid I think that's really it's predatory crappy and the thing is that on some level all of it will work a little bit because faith is faith so if you give me this special prayer cloth that you have prayed over or whatever like it works that way it doesn't but if you give me this prayer cloth and you say look Put this prayer cloth on your sore arm and you'll feel better. If I get that cloth and I have faith in that, I will get better up to a point. Sooner or later, every faith works, but you bump up against the limits of the thing you put your faith in. There's no magic in a special hanky. The magic is in your faith. Jesus was very clear about it. Moses was very clear about it. It's a thing. So part of it is you go, okay, it's all faith, so so be it. But on the other hand, it is predatory and it is dangerous. And you know what? We got bigger things to do and think about than to put our faith in possessions. So is it okay to have stuff that's special to you for no good reason? Sure. I'll give you an example. I drive a Jeep. I am not the least bit interested in driving up muddy hills on the weekend. I'm. That's not who I am. If somebody does that, that's fine. Frankly, I think it's kind of silly. 
but so what? People do silly things. There's lots of pastimes. That's not why I bought the thing. I bought the thing because it represents something I don't have to worry about because the Jeep is darn near indestructible. But I also bought it because it's a thing with Jeep owners that whenever you drive by somebody else in a Jeep, you wave. And I flash the peace sign and I get them to flash the peace sign back. So for me, driving a Jeep has to do with being part of a community and it has to do with an excuse to walk around, drive around rather, flashing the peace sign at people and having them do it back. It's not a big deal. It points to something deeper. And the Jeep isn't my life. It's a way to get to the grocery store. So my, my thing is, do the things that you own give you an excuse to be a little bit better or are they a wall it reminds me of uh that quote by dolly parton and she always said you know takes a lot of money to look this cheap (laughs) but she is who she is and she has never changed and she likes what she likes she does what she you know she does what she does she wears what she wants to wear and it works for her and i think that there is a certain level of success that comes from just owning the fact that you like what you like. You know what I mean? Does that, does that just being honest with yourself and not having to justify every little thing that you're wearing or doing to people, you know what? I don't think it has to be any deeper than, you know what? I really like this. I really like the shoes. I really like this bag. You know, I really like this wig. It, it's, it's working for me, <laughs> you know? And, and I, <laughs> I don't know. She wears a lot of wigs. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but I think there is such power and such realness. I would rather have somebody in my life that was like Dolly Parton that says, I'm going to dress the way I want to dress and do what I want to do and, you know, to hell with what anybody thinks about it. And I think that that is absolutely part of her success in this life. Well, because that kind of a statement is a statement of taking your power back. Yes. Why do you wear that? Oh, because I want to. I like the way it looks. I like, I want, this is me talking. Right. Versus I think that if I dress this way, people will like me. Right. And in fact, she kind of makes fun of it. When she says it takes a lot of money to look this cheap, what she's saying is I recognize that there's a good number of people that would look down their noses at how I dress, but here I am Mm -hmm. because this is me. So it's a statement of taking your power back. Think about the difference between that and somebody going, well, I wouldn't believe in anything if it weren't for my lucky astrology mood watch or whatever it is. That is a disempowering statement. I can't sleep in a room unless I got 15 salt lamps going because they're giving me positive oh, icons Oh, the or salt whatever. lamps drive me crazy. Okay. <laughs> did, I me... just, did I just hit well, it? Well, I, I, got, I got a little triggered. It's okay. <laughs> but no, but the salt lamps, they're gorgeous. They are beautiful. Yeah, they're pretty. Yeah. And I love the way that they look and I love the way that they glow and I I am a I am a fan of the aesthetic mm-hmm. of of that. Um they're beautiful. They're pink and they're pretty. I think I'm going to probably buy one for my mom for her birthday here in August. Don't you listen know. to this, Jenny's mom. Ah, she, I probably, she probably already knows. But anyway, the the idea behind it is great. It's a beautiful thing. But then there's this cockamamie idea that it releases all of these secret special ions. I don't know where they're negative, positive. I don't know what I think it it's... depends on who you ask what website you're on. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But the fact of the matter is, is that pick up a science book because in order for a salt, a chunk of salt... To release any kind of that. It would have to be molten. It would have to be complete. Yes, exactly. And it it would, would have at to that be point, it would be releasing poison, poison. gas because it would, it would be. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like. The science doesn't take, hold up. Yeah. Right. They take the, the, the science out of it and they make up this idea that this, because it's pretty and I want it in my life and I want to, I want to feel better. Okay. Well, all right. I just don't get it. Like I said, well, it annoys me because. Why can't you just have it in your house and say, hey, I don't know if it's doing any good, but it sure is pretty. Well, here's the question. And just have it be that. So why, the real why can't you, I think, is why can't you just believe in yourself? There you go. Why do you need all the gear? Why do you have the thing? Because it's cool. It's a cool bag. I spent too much money on a bag because it looks groovy and it reminds me of something. It was a cool movie. I enjoyed the way I felt. I'd like to duplicate that feeling. 
but this feeling comes from me. The choice comes from me. The power comes from me. There's no power in the lamp, Aladdin. It's all <laughs> you. You know what I mean? It has to do with what you bring to the table. And stuff like the salt lamps, I'm right there with you because inevitably, along with the disempowerment, within five minutes, there's also fear. Yes. So I'm disempowered because my I get my good mojo from this thing I bought. And then the next thought is, if I don't have this thing, then I'm in trouble. I'm going to get too many free radicals in my diet or I'm going to get bad ions or I don't know, too much good ions. Whatever I don't it is. know what but it is. Anyway, the point is, when I take my power away, the body's reaction to disempowerment is fear. And think about it. Fear happens when you don't know where your power comes from. It is a natural response. The problem is, and it's the same in the Bible, you know, they have taken away my Lord and I know not where. That's a fear statement. It's the same fear statement. They have taken away my power and they put it in a calf or a lamp or a necklace or a whatever it is. And now I don't know where my power is. And so that's bad. And by bad, I mean disempowering, limiting is going to keep you from growing because you you can't grow past your, your toys. But the next problem is if I've got that level of fear and I also have the kind of consciousness that needs stuff, of course what I'm going to do to try and assuage that fear is buy more stuff. And then the cycle continues and now I'm afraid of not having one thing, but I'm afraid of not having these two things in my life. And then it's like if you give a mouse a cookie. Mm -hmm. If you give a mouse a Himalayan salt lamp, he'll probably <laughs> want a mandala carved in his floor. He probably you know what will, I mean? and it's he'll that probably, level of, you know, want all kinds of different funky shoes and prayer beads. These are special and, or botanically correct shoes. But the yes. other thing is it's like part of that too is the the salt lamp advocate will say, oh, this is scientifically proven. You don't, in other words, you don't need faith for this. All you need is to plug it in. And that's my real problem. Or somebody who does, let's say, I'm not going to pick on any one healing modality. I want to be very, I'm going to try to be clear. Uh, I don't want anybody to feel picked on. But there are a number of healing modalities, things you do, special gestures and words you say and stuff like that. You know if you listen to the podcast, I'm not into any of that, but this that's not what this is about right now. The point is that the people who advocate those things will say, you don't need to believe in it. It's just science. Right. It's energy moving around. But then you go to an actual scientist, and believe me, if you're listening to the podcast, you know how to work a web browser. Do your own research. Don't take my word for anything. If you do the thing about the Himalayan salt lamps, a, a chemist will tell you, just like you just said, Jenny, for it to release ions, it'd have to be molten, molten salt produces poison gas it would kill you and no <laughs> but the other thing is so the healing modalities moving energy around by learning special moves and singing a song or whatever that's not scientific it doesn't work that way and it's not because big medicine has got a conspiracy about it it's because it's not scientific it's not however does it work yes it works it works because people put their faith in it so if somebody goes, oh, well, I, I go to this person and they do the hokey pokey and they have a special magic hat that I put on and then I feel better at the end, my response is, I bet you do. And I, I think that there is room for a genuine healing to happen there because you have put your faith in it. But here's the rub. This is where I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Here's the rub. If the thing doesn't work by itself, but rather you have to have faith in it, for it to work, why not just have the faith and not have to spend all that money and learn special dance Right, moves? that's what I was going to say. That's what I'm that, trying yeah, to say. Exactly. You don't need to do all of that extra stuff. Right. And that's, it's solving the wrong problem, scratching the wrong itch. But speaking of scientists, Neil deGrasse Tyson is coming to the, I think he's coming to the Strata Center. Isn't he coming in September or something like that? He is. Can indeed. we please, 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 please go? I would. I really, really want. Oh to. no! I'm yeah. So I want to get Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. to autograph my forehead or something. Right? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm super excited about that. But yeah, I, you know, I. It's really easy for us to slip back into this because it's it's something that I think bothers both of us. Um, Maybe a little more than it should. Well, but I got reason for that. I, I, and I hear you. I hear you. You know, I mean, but you know, let people, people can are allowed to have their training wheels, and people are allowed to, 
you know, figure this out and walk their path. And, and our job is to go, cool, think about it some more, you know, try thinking about it a different way. And I think that that's what the, you know, the talking about totems today and talking about having, just having stuff that you like that, Uh and not even so much that even if they heal, you know, I think the healing part of it is a different part, but I think just even the, letting something be your identity instead of the greater part of you to let you put a face to the world. I think it's a slippery slope and you have to be careful. Okay, why am I buying this? Am I buying it because I want everybody to look at me or am I buying it as a reminder or am I buying it because man, I really do like these. I bought, I bought a pair of shoes. They're amazing. And they are like, I know which ones. Yes. They're they're, super cool. Yes. They're, they're tennis shoe like shoes. Um, but they are, they are olive green sort of satiny shoes with fat laces and they are just they're so cool and I don't to be honest I don't even care if anybody else likes them because I love them so much and so I think that that is the question that folks need to answer when they're putting on the dress for the day or or they're carrying certain things um there's a pair of earrings that my grandmother um bought when she was in Okinawa when my grandfather was stationed there for in uh, World War II. And I wear them every single Mother's Day because it makes me remember her. Yeah, but it's see, not, it's not it, like it's her not spirit in that. is and, in the and, earrings. And it's, you know what? It's... Most people, I think there's probably a handful of people that know that I do that, that recognize it. Oh, you know, you got the, you got the earrings. I always text my mom, hey, got the earrings on, you know, something like that. And... But it's not for other people. It's for me. Yeah. And the stand, spell, the, stand in your conviction. The stand spell that you you're are. casting is a, is is a spell of faith in that it's not you're right. not conjuring anybody. You like know, I said, I think not, the I think the healing part of it, obviously, yes, that's a separate part of it. But I'm I'm just talking about the the totems that we wear that we carry ourselves that that remind us who we are or to remind us to be better people or anything anything like that and so i think that's that's my that's my takeaway is man decide something do it with conviction wear it with pride and honor regardless of whether somebody else is doing it um age gracefully walk through this life with a big personality and a big identity so that when people see you coming they're like dang i know who that person is and and we always talk about you know not converting people but inspiring people the truer you are to yourself i follow dolly parton on instagram i love her instagram don't listen to her music on a regular basis there's a few songs Jolene, that i like man, you gotta well, go yeah, right no, there you gotta you gotta go you gotta go you know, back. And I'm sorry. Her to a version of, of "I Will Always Love You" is better than Whitney. It Houston. is better. Than I know Whitney. that's sacrilegious to some of our listeners. No, but, but anyway, so I would not call myself, you know, an uber fan of hers. But man, she reminds me of somebody that I want to be, the genuine person that I want to be. Well, it's and like so, I don't watch Ellen every day, but I think she's a badass, and right. I love what she does. Exactly, and so... But I have no idea, you, you know, I don't follow her on Twitter or whatever. You right, know what I mean? but again, whether or not you watch them on Instagram, you're reading a book by them, or whatever you're doing, I think that if people and things can remind you to be a truer version of yourself, go ahead, buy the shoes, buy the bag, buy the jewelry wear the things that you want to wear, be who you are, and you may just inspire somebody to be truer to themselves as well. And I love toys. I'm all for toys. You know me. I, I you know, I'm always looking for the next, the next thing, but it's not always the next trendy thing, you know, as far as what your magazines would tell you, but it's the ne- next thing for me that speaks to my heart. Well, so ask yourself once again, does it help you think or does it keep you from thinking? Or to put that another way, if you didn't have that whatever it is, would you still be you? Because there are certainly people that go, you know what, I can't get to a place of calm, peace, healing, kindness, whatever, unless I've got this special circle of magic rocks around my my little altar that I built or whatever. And you go, gosh, that's I'm glad that's working for you, but 
you know that's not the the extent of who you are. You're so much more powerful than a bunch of rocks. There's no energy in the crystal. By definition, the crystal is inert. That's not a thing. The thing is you. And if you need that for a little while to get your act together, so be it. But when I see somebody with a, with a crystal on their necklace, I think of it, I got to tell you, this is the thing. I think of it in exactly the same way I would if I saw them with a hearing aid. I have no judgment about the hearing aid. If you need that to hear for a little while, if that's your thing, if you're getting better, if you're on your healing journey or whatever, cool. It doesn't look like empowerment to me. It looks like you're getting over something. And if that's the accessory that helps you, so be it. But the power is in you. You're so much better than anything you can buy. All right, it's time to listen up. Um, do you have a question for I us? I do. I think it's, isn't it? I love this your question. Your turn to it's choose. absolutely my turn. And this question comes from Doris E. Thank you, Doris. And the question is, how do you ask for space? Give me my space. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> that I don't wasn't think, even an ask, was no, it? No, I, I, that's, the, that's the point of it. I, you don't need to ask. Well, you know, I think that, that part of it is that there's there's this romantic idea of when you're with somebody. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sitting on the couch with my true love. And so, of course, I think of romantic implications of it. It doesn't have to be, but let's start there. There's this, there's this idea that you're supposed to just be, you know, joined at the hip. And if you don't want to be with that person every waking moment or more to the point all up in their business where your dreams are their dreams and your problems are their problems and there's no division and you both like the same kind of bread on your sandwich if you're not that level of carbon copy then maybe the love isn't authentic or something like that you know there's this idea that oh well we both just we know we know the same things and we finish each other's sentences and sandwiches and the whole thing and the truth is as part of most of the wedding ceremonies I do, there's that great quote from the prophet. You know, it's a great little book of poetry, the sweet little poems. And one of them has to do with marriage. And it talks about, you know, be together but be alone, even as the strings of a lute are separate, though they quiver with the same music. And the oak and the cypress don't grow in each other's shadow and so on. And there's a real point there. The point is, you've got your own stuff. That's what makes you an attractive partner. If your stuff blurs into the other person's stuff, look, I don't want to date a clone of myself. I already know what I got going on. And Jenny, I've been with you for a very long time. But I'm still figuring you out. And that's part of the wonder of it all. I that's because I'm wily and I'm always are. changing. <laughs> yes, you are. you are. You are definitely protean. But it, there's, there's something really wonderful about the evolution. I'm a different person than I was when we first met. Thank I have God grown. you are, because yeah. I don't think I could be married to the 20-year-old ver- version of you well, in, uh, right it's now. Not, no, I no. would. No, you'd, it would be right out. Well, for one thing, you'd be arrested. But but there's this level no, of... No, it's, it's legal. It's, you'd be legal. Frowned upon. Fra- frowned upon, yes. But, uh, but not illegal. Thank you for Royal Tannenbaum's poll right there. But anyway, the uh, the point is, you're supposed to keep evolving based on what your soul needs and the reason that you're attracted to this other person whether it's romantic or whether it's a friend thing a family thing the reason your souls have chosen one another is not that you're the same compatibility is not the same as being identical it that's in fact you know opposites attract you've heard that one before there's a real point there and so to build on that point you are allowed to take a moment and go, hey, I got to figure me out here. I need to be better at the me part of this. And it's not about being selfish. It comes down to the basic truth that you can't give something that you don't have. You can't pour out to somebody else from an empty cup. I think for me answering this question, you know, there's a nice way to let somebody know that you need space 
But I don't think that you need to ask for permission to get, how do you, you know, so how do you ask for space? I think maybe a little bit of a shift of how you're thinking about this and how you're phrasing the question, Mm -hmm. you know, because again, we were just talking about giving your power away to things. This is essentially sort of giving your power away to the other people. And, and I don't think that she meant it like this when she was writing in, but it, it, I think it maybe requires a statement saying, listen, you don't need to ask anybody. If you need space, take the space. Yeah, you don't I think need that's per- part of it. Yeah, for sure. you don't need permission to do that. And like I said, there's a nice way to let everybody know that you're gonna be taking this space and hey everybody, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing this. I'm gonna be up in my room. I remember when the kids were little and I would say, Mommy's going in a timeout. You guys go up to your room and play or you go and do this because mommy needs about 15, 20 minutes of a timeout and I'm just going to take this. And so I'm not so sure that asking permission is is the right way to do it. But again, I don't know that that's what she meant. It's hard to it's hard to tell, you know, when people write in questions, yeah, but there's um, very little context. So so I just I just wanted to point that out and and I do think the second part of my answer to this is I do think that it's important to take space for yourself, to take time for yourself. How are you going to get your thoughts together if you don't take some time? Mm-hmm. And so so that's just, okay, so let's say we're in a healthy relationship and, you know, that is part of a healthy relationship is taking that time. All right, so let's say now that this question refers to maybe family or friends that are constantly on you and all you're trying to do is figure out your life or figure out a solution to a challenge going on or something and they are just giving you recommendations all the time and they're telling you what to do and well, here's what I would do and here's what your Aunt Mary would do and here's what your Aunt Susan would do and your Uncle sure. Jerry and, you know, Grandma wouldn't like this, you know, and so there's there's all of that or, you know, you're not being a very good friend or you, there's there's a lot of stuff that kind of can, can come up for that. But, again, I think that you are so much stronger if you can say, I appreciate it, don't need to hear it anymore, my story is going to be mine, my life is going to be mine, and I am going to go on my way, and if I fall, awesome, if I don't, awesome, but I'm going to, I'm going to learn. It reminds me of when I was pregnant Everybody had a pregnancy story. Everybody had well, and this everybody is else had you, a way of how you were doing it. How wrong. you were doing it wrong, yeah. or how how they were different, or this or that, and sure. you know, and so, and nobody's experience, nobody's pregnancy was exactly like mine. Nobody's labor and delivery was exactly like mine, sure. and that's just the way that it goes. You can take advice and then then you go, you know what, I, I'm done with hearing that. You've 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 told me your story about a bazillion times and you know what, I, I'm 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 cool. Thanks for the advice, but I'm gonna go. And I think you can ask for your space that way as well. So um stand in your power. Ask for your space. Well or no, in fact don't ask for it. Just let it. everybody know. Well I think that the part part one is to go, you deserve to figure out and to hone and refine the things that make you you. And not only do you deserve that, but the people in your life deserve that too. They deserve the best, most honest, purest, most awesome version of you, and whatever you can do to get there isn't selfish. It's in fact the most giving thing you can do. I wanna be better for you. You know, that kind of a thing. Can you come from that place? So part one is recognize that you deserve it and so do they. But the other thing of it is ask yourself, how do you love that person? Romantic, family, friend, whatever. Ask yourself how you love that person because it's very possible that you've set up some kind of a transaction unwittingly with the best of intentions, let's say. It's possible that you've set up some kind of transaction where the way that they see your love is by the things that you do for them and now you don't want to do those things because you're tired or whatever, and uh uh-oh, how do I show that person love without this transaction? So the real question is, how do you love that person? Is it possible to show love without the transaction? Is it possible to show love, not by what you do for the person, but who you are when you're with them? For example, so ask yourself how you love. And then finally, it's not about asking for space. It might very well be about giving space. 
So how can I give you a little bit of room to figure yourself out? Because that will help me. How do I get you out of a place where, let's say, you're dependent on me giving you answers, context, meaning, uh, fulfillment, whatever? How can I give you enough space to figure that out? Because in the process of giving you that space, I get space too. So it's not about what you take, it's much as about what you give. How can I give you space? How can I love you a little bit differently so that we can all get that thing that we deserve, which is growth? And I just want to say this as we're finishing up answering this question. If you're trying to use I need space as a way to break up with somebody, don't do that. Just break up with them. Yeah, just break up with them. Don't be a coward. You You know, really, that's, 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 that's a a cheesy way out oh I just I just need space no you don't you don't want to be with that person anymore and you've made up your mind and you made up your reasons and (laughs) I just just need space and I would like that space to be filled with another person who's not you (laughs) it's just just tell them the truth because it's just going to hurt them more you know and, and to drag it on and and to do whatever you may think that you're doing them a kindness but the kindest thing that you can do is just tell, tell them the truth. that you're tell done. Tell it quickly. Exactly. Yeah. So don't don't be lame and tell somebody that, oh, I just need my space. Don't do it. All right. This is the time when we check it out, which is the part of our show where we tell you how you can find us, see what we're doing, be a part of it, and so on. So I want to start with August 13th. Um, you'll It's about a week from when people are going to hear this podcast. So we will be doing the Branching In service um, at Port Ritchie, Unity, Unity of, of Port, Port Ritchie. Ritchie. Um, if you haven't gotten a book yet or you hadn't got us to sign it yet, it's one of your last chances to be able to see us in person. Um, we're moving on to something bigger and better, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but come out and see us if you haven't already. Come up to Port Ritchie. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, and after that, you can still get the book on Amazon and whatever else, but this is going to be one of the last times that there's an in-person book signing kind of a deal. And then, um, obviously, the big deal for us is August 27th, the Hotel Indigo, 11 o'clock, downtown St. Petersburg. you got to be there. Check out waterandstonechurch.com for more information about the details. But man, oh man, we are so excited. If you're anywhere near St. Petersburg, Florida on August 27th, be there with us. It is going to make a difference in your life. And bring a friend. Yeah, that, yes. that would be very nice. Yeah, We always have our ongoing stuff. Um, our ongoing stuff is on Wednesdays, on Thursdays, and on Sundays. So Wednesday morning at 7.20, we meet at North Shore Beach. We do about a three and a half, four mile walk. We get some coffee. We walk by the water. We have awesome discussions. So if you're feeling like you want to watch the sun come up and get a little bit of exercise and start the middle of your week, the right, you know, kind of getting over hump day, come and join us. It's a fantastic time. On Thursdays, we do a Bible discussion. Now that happens live on Facebook. It happens at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Right. And it's it's filmed in our, our living room. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next one. Got some good stuff to talk about. But come and see that. Send in your questions. You can text in your questions. You can put them on Facebook right there in the discussion or whatever. And it's really informal and super empowering and just lots of fun. And it's also a way to sort of take back the dialogue about what the Bible is so that it's not just something people used to hit other people over the head with. It's actually really, really empowering, really, really special, and really, really near and dear to our hearts. So once again, that's Thursday evenings, 8 o'clock Eastern on Facebook Live. And if you can't join us live, um, they are stored on Facebook under the video section of our Facebook page. But more importantly, they are they are available on our YouTube channel. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can get these videos, and there there's a whole bunch of them. If you if this is the first time you're hearing, yeah, we've about been doing them, this for a while. Yeah, now. you can go back. You can you can see a bunch of them. Yeah, and and there's a lot of ways to find. You can go to YouTube and search for us and all that. But the easiest way is if you go to our website, waterandstonechurch.com. Scroll down to the very bottom of any page of the website, and there's little icons for Twitter. Yeah. Facebook, just click Instagram, one of those where you YouTube, want to get in contact with us. All and that, and in general, right in general, any social media outlet, we are at Waterstone Men on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. So we're super easy to find. So please come find us. 
And finally, our Sunday events. That is Sunday evenings, about a half hour before the sun sets. So now we're meeting about, oh, I'd say about 7.45, 7.50 for the next couple of weeks as the time changes. But we meet there at um, St. Pete Beach. And again, go on our website. It's everywhere. You can get the address. Yeah, there's the even a little thing you can click and, and it opens a Google map. Exactly. You can get directions. It's very high tech. Whoever but made this we, website was a genius. They were. They were brilliant. So just we celebrate the end of the day, the beginning of a new week, and there's always either coffee or ice cream involved. Or it's, both. A, it's a good time. It's a good group. Come out and be with us. Um, you'll uh, start to make it a habit. If you do, the free, come try it one time and then you won't be able to <laughs> The stop. first one's free. Um, I uh, also wanted to let everybody know that starting on September the 5th, um, Jenny and I are going to be teaching a brand new class at Unity of Sarasota in Sarasota, Florida. Yeah, Tuesday and nights at 7. From 7 to 8.30. Right. And starting September 5th and going on for seven uh, meetings. So right. seven weeks of the class. The class is called Bring the Fire. And the basic idea, we'll talk more about this as the weeks progress, but the basic idea is the secret to being an effective grown-up is that it's not about what people can do for you, but rather in how you can serve, how you can bring the fire, the passion of your life into the various areas of your life. That's how you get better. That's how you grow. That's how the world becomes a more interesting place. And so the class is called Bring the Fire, Tuesdays at Unity of Sarasota starting September 5th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. And finally, 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 I just want to remind everybody that from now on, our uh, our services are the fourth Sunday. And so the next one, the one for uh, September, is going to be September 24th. Yep, so mark that on your calendar. September 24th, 11 o'clock, and we'll let you know more about that. But let's get through the August 27th one first, and then we'll focus on that one. Amen. So, Dieter, it's time to wrap it up. You are not your possessions. You're not your achievements or the lack thereof. You're not your past. You're not even your future. You are, in this moment, what you bring to bear in terms of your passion, your faith, your love, your heart. That's what makes your life combined with what you do to take that truth into action. So it's not about where you've been. It's about what are you doing about who you are. That means that no matter what you've bought, whatever lucky charms or talismans, special totems, those don't make you spiritual. Those don't make you healed. It doesn't matter what kind of rocks or medallions or stickers you own. Those things are all fun. Toys are fun. And you're allowed to have fun. But toys can't tell you who you are. It is time for people to stop getting their identity from things and rather sharing their identity with their world. You're not what happens to you. It's time for you to happen to it. And that is such an important transition. You've got such a beautiful fire, such a beautiful passion, such a beautiful heart. Stop hiding behind what you own because those things end up owning you. Start showing the world, unafraid, the beauty, that you bring to every moment. And that's when things begin to change. This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studios as we sit on the very, very comfortable orange couch. Yeah, I'm reluctant to get off of this couch. It's all, it's Once again, the floor is lava. I don't know what I'm going to do. But the uh, the owner-operator, CEO, uh, Grand Poobah of Pinfeather Studios is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. She is our sound editor and also one half of the music you hear. The other half is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. The two of them together are absolutely unstoppable, and we're awful glad to know them. This podcast is solely supported by you. And that means three, count them, three things that you can do to help support this podcast. First of all, spread the word. Every single episode of the podcast is accompanied by links. It's very, 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 very easy to share episodes of the podcast with other people. Go to waterandstonechurch.com slash podcast to see an overview or individual episodes, and there's all kinds of ways to spread the word. So please do just that. That's part one. Part two is write a good review. 
Go to wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and so on, and write a five-star review. it got to be a five-star review because that's what kicks the, the magical elves who make iTunes work into gear and lets them promote us so that we can get the word out. And finally, the third and most important thing you can do to help support this podcast is to show up for one of our live events. Come to our monthly celebration. The next one is August 27th at the Hotel Indigo at 11 o'clock. Come find us. Be a part of this amazing movement that is making a difference in people's lives already. And this is just the beginning.